Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. This second series of the podcast is presented under the banner of COVID Connections, and I will be chatting with several of the fabulous people with whom my path has crossed over these challenging past 12 months. My guest today is Michelle Heron, a fellow Munro bagger who believes this planet and the human travellers on it are amazing, and yet we just don't always seem to realise it. She believes we all have the right to be loved and to belong. Michelle is driven and inspired by her mission to spread love and create belonging in her part of the planet. And she hopes if we all do the same, we might have a chance of actually getting our shit together. So welcome to uh, this week's edition of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. Uh, I am chatting today with another COVID connection. Um, so welcome, Michelle. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Yeah, and I, you know, this is genuinely a COVID connection. I think this is the first time we've had a one-to-one conversation because all yeah, of yeah, it is uh, most definitely. We've only just seen. I've only seen you in a little square amongst other squares around the campfire. I know, so it does feel quite strange just having one square on the Zoom rather than like six or more. Absolutely. Um, but it's so. What day is it today? It is Wednesday. We're recording this. Is it? Yes, it is. Just checking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the morning, so I have my traditional coffee, black coffee, um, and the sun is out. I've been for a nice stroll this morning. Um, so, yeah, now ready for a day of sitting behind my computer screen. And uh, how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, quite a bit of walking, which was nice. Nothing nothing particularly strenuous, but out and about and pottering around in the garden and just yeah, enjoying the fact that it wasn't freezing cold and pouring down with rain. I know it does make the world a brighter place, and so in, to, in in the spirit of COVID connections, we have found that we have a, a mutual shared interest over the last couple of weeks in Munro climbing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we've just before we started recording had a quick chat about Munro's and um, yeah, how interestingly you recall experiences and different things. Yeah, but very, very rarely can you remember the name of the mountain or what the summit was like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also and I, and also the reason that I can't remember the names is just they seem in many cases unpronounceable or indeed duplicated. So I'm not sure which one I've done in which location, if I have done the same one that has in different locations. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always feel really silly trying to pronounce them because what I've realized is the word so there's a couple of like um Khan Moore and when you look at it it's spelled D E A R G. So I'd be like, dig. And it, then somebody said, no, it's Gerag. <coughs> and it's like, how do you, how, how do you get Gerag from dig? And just, yeah, so I've, I, I try not to pronounce them or hesitantly and hopefully the other person, if I'm chatting to them, knows how to pronounce the words. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do the, oh, the, the ones that you get to from the car park near so-and-so. Yeah. And then I'll let someone else reel them all off. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So there's another connection. Um, so as ever, um, we start with our conversation with a quote. So um, yeah, I'll invite you to share your quote and then we will see where, where our conversation meanders from there. Okie dokie. So my quote is, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm. And why have you chosen that or what's the meaning for it to you? Um, it has quite a lot of meaning for me. And I think the meaning has grown as I have got older and looked back on my experience as a, young, as a youngster and a young adult. So I was born in Yorkshire to working class parents um, who were both 
war children in a sense they were born just before the war and they both had sort of absent fathers um for that period of time and they got together and they had me and i only child very much loved um and they had quite a narrow view of the world um i would say they they probably saw the world as a little bit hostile and challenging and something to be sort of not quite battled with but in but endured um and i guess from a a day-to-day -day perspective that was that that narrow view of the world was very likely to be my view of the world they were they were children of working class parents of working class parents and so on and you know and i was very very much loved but the, their their perspective of the world was quite narrow what was great for me and again this is all the wonders of hindsight was what was outside my back gate and my front door was much broader than that. So I had the privilege to go to school with Pakistani and Indian children, some who'd come second generation from partition and some who had been invited much later to do um, a lot of the mill work because I was in I was in the mill area of, of Yorkshire, a place called Savilltown. Um, I lived opposite a big house, which in those days was called a children's home in which there were children who were in the who were in the care system. And next door to that was like a prefabricated building, which again in those days used to be called the special school. And in that school and 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 young people and young adults were there who were, I think, I think primarily my memory is they had they had Down syndrome. Now all these factors were just normal. I also I also had Polish friends who I met over some conversation about a rabbit when I was at my when I was at my granddad's. So this environment for me was just that was just my environment. Um, and you know I learned about um, Ramadan and Eid because my friends would bring me curry and samosas on a morning in a little tiffin and and all that sort of things. I learned about Catholicism because I'd go and sit in the back of the the Catholic church waiting for my friends to finish and come and play and it was all in Polish but you know I just wanted to play and they said oh well come to church and wait for us uh, and these things I suppose just got absorbed into me and then as I got older I started to sort of understand the difference between my world and my parents world what they thought you know what they saw as unusual that I did you know so the food I was eating the friends I was mixing with and all that sort of thing um, and I suppose then sort of maturing my views about the views of other people and what I believe and what other people believe. And I suppose fundamentally it's formulated my belief that we are all the same and we are all different. And I think if we can take that view, if we could all take that view that we are all the same and we are all different and that's okay, it's like, what's the big deal? Then I think that would be good. And I think if we if we were able to think in a way that we are all responsible for raising one another, we all have some input and influence to one another's lives. Um, and the more positive that that is, the better. But actually, 
it, it brings about a sense of sort of care and compassion, both, you know, professionally, personally, you know, in the voluntary roles I've done. And, 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 and I think that's why that village to raise a child means so much, because it weaves through lots of different things that I've done and also weaves through the, the core of me. Jo, it's so interesting just listening to you talk. And my, I, my, he, my sort of like brain thinking is taken to so many different places. And the one thing that um, has jumped into the front of my head is we, we laugh as a family. And, and there's this, I've got this vivid image of my grandma um, several years ago. And, you know, she's like, we're, we're cooking dinner. She's like, what are we having for dinner? And we're like, oh, uh, lasagna, grandma. And she just turned around and went, lasagna? What the hell is lasagna? And it's something that to this day we still laugh about. But it just, it, yeah, it just came to mind as you were talking about the narrowness of worlds and, and that what you're used to becomes, that becomes your world. So if you are connected with different cultures, different people, different ideas, then you kind of absorb those. But if you're never, if you never have the opportunity to go outside of your own kind of or walls or little box then actually you you never have the opportunity to experience different things um, yeah. so you don't almost sometimes don't even know it exists anything exists beyond what you know yeah 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 no absolutely and I think in that environment as a youngster and again this is this is all the wonders of hindsight there was no opportunity for sort of community engagement and connection and understanding so my parents were understanding their broader community through me, <clears throat> through what I was bringing into the home, through, you know, my friends, through, you know, games I was playing, through the fact I could swear in Gujarati, you know, these... these, these <laughs> all the important things. All the important things. Um, uh, but there was that didn't happen on a community level. And I think in, in hindsight, that was such a shame because it worked both ways, you know, because I was I saw my my friends of colour as well equally confused about what what we did. You know, what white what did white people do? Why did you do that? What was Easter about? And you know, okay, we, we were doing these things at school, but they didn't really it, it was more like a taught subject rather than having any meaning. Equally, we didn't do anything else. We didn't do about Hinduism at school, we didn't do about Islam at school. So they were not having that sort of sense of, well, I believe they were not having that sort of sense of inclusion and belonging um, in terms of their own cultures. And yeah, silly things I remember, like, you know, don't 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 speak that language, you in England speak English. Mm-hmm. You know, those sorts of sort of micro, micro things that you you absorb as a youngster are sort of part of my wiring now. So if so I so to some extent, sometimes I have to be aware that sometimes I can almost feel my bristles bristling. Um, and what I need to do is be a bit more curious and just be a bit more measured rather than sort of come to the defence because somebody might have said something they shouldn't have said. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, it's, I, it's interesting in terms of what's going on inside me sometimes. Definitely. And I want, you know, just as you're talking then, I, I can't help but think, you know, pick up on that word curiosity as well and think about... You know, the, the experiences you had were almost you were learning other ways of living through literally through child's eyes and that curiosity and almost that, um, you know, you were getting to So the playing, the, you know, the fun. It was kind of just part of all that being a 
child and maybe you didn't maybe it wasn't seen as something strange or weird because it was just like oh yeah yeah I'll come and sit in the back of the church and wait for you I've got no idea what's going on but it's quite interesting yeah and it's just yeah there's there's something curious and fun childlike about it but actually it means that you it feels like it, it meant that you got a real genuine insight as opposed to something that somebody else has chosen what to tell you about or teach mm. you about yeah 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 no absolutely I would agree yes yeah. so you know invite being invited to a friend's house and uh, to have to stay for to stay for a meal and I sit on sit on the floor and eat out of a bowl and I eat I eat with Japati. that's just what everyone else is doing so why where would I not do that and I think as a child you don't question that it's not like oh I need a chair and give me a knife and fork. It's like oh okay this is this is fine. Just like I don't know if you went if you went away camping and you heated your kettle on a fire and you know you had to use a spork or something. You, know, <laughs> you just do it. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, there's something about um, the other something else is is that kind of idea of really experiencing another way of being or live yeah I, I'm not sure if I can get my words to express what I'm really kind of thinking but curious about but it's almost that there's something genuine about sitting alongside somebody mm. or being in their world as opposed to kind of feeling that the, you know you're you're opposing and there's something one's more worthy or more valid than something else it's just we are what we are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, and, I, and I think that feeds into my my belief and again I suppose from a professional and a personal point of view that you know everyone should have choices to do what they want to do in life as they as they see and they want to do it um as long as that doesn't completely destroy the choices that someone else wants to make and again I suppose I suppose sometimes I was thinking about this in relation to this conversation sometimes I wonder if my views are too simplistic as a result of these experiences, you know, we're all the same and we're all different and everyone should have some opportunities. I guess some people would look at that and potentially think that both those statements sound a bit naive. But I actually truly believe them from what from what I experience. It's like, you know, the fact that you speak this language and wear these clothes and believe in this and I, you know, don't speak two languages, which I think is amazing that you do. I only speak one language and you know, I live my life like this. What's what's the deal? What what's the problem? It's great. <laughs> it's really interesting and fascinating. So, yeah, I do sometimes wonder whether my views are overly simplistic. And maybe that's okay. Maybe sometimes we overcomplicate things, and that's what that's where we get into trouble. Maybe sometimes, maybe because um, I, you know, I think what I heard you talk about, you know, earlier as well, you used the words care and compassion a couple yeah. of times as well in terms of, you know, that sort of understanding and um, you know, acceptance feels like it comes in there as well. Mm. It's like, well, this is how it is. Um, so yeah, maybe it is simplistic, but actually, maybe, maybe sometimes we need to go back to some simple reference points um and remember the basics because mm -hmm. we've got so caught up in all the complexities of laws and rules and um you know power and authority and all of those kind of things maybe we've forgotten sometimes about the things that really matter yeah yeah possibly yeah and i, th and I think you know picking up on the whole sort of rules and politics and everything 
it, it, in relation to that sort of it takes a village to raise a child, that village can be, you know, the home, the community, the wider sort of political system, and they all have an influence. You know, you look at my generation, different generations, the, the young people that are growing up now in terms of the whole climate crisis and all that sort of thing. It's there's 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 a different village almost at every at every stage, and that has an that has an influence positively or negatively on on how young people in the world will will grow mm-hmm. and develop and what contribution they're able to make to their own communities and to their to their own lives and to to everyone's lives ultimately mm, and something else i'm drawn to or drawn to thinking about as you're talking is this idea that you know we all are who we are because of the experiences we've had mm-hmm and you know that's what shapes us. So you know we're born, we may be born into something, but then it's and then it's everything that happens to us, whether it be in our family, our you know our school lives, our friendship groups, all of those different things. That that's what yeah shapes us and gives us our perspective and what's important to us. And actually, may you know going back to your it takes a village to raise a child. It's this idea of maybe the the more broad our experiences the more our world opens up to us or something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And, and, and I, you know, the other thing I, I, I'm kind of drawn to thinking about is, you know, when, this, when somebody's world is fairly narrow and it's, through, it's just through, that's, that's their world, that's how it is, sometimes it feels for me that it's quite hard to, you know, not judge that. And actually it's that, mm-hmm. it's how do we have that empathetic understanding that, you know that's that's their frame of reference and that's been yeah. their experience yeah it doesn't mean it's any less valid than somebody else's experience who may have had a broader worldview yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I mean I absolutely I completely agree with that and I think in relation to my parents you know that's very much the case I think in terms of viewing my parents and you know other other people who were similar in that vein one of one of the things that I and again this is the benefit of hindsight so their their commentary and their lack of understanding around how other people are and what other people do often came across as racist. And certainly, in you know, today, so they said some of the things that they said, then they would be absolutely racist. And actually, I I think in hindsight, it actually came from fear, from trying to. Uh, and I know you and I have had similar, been in similar conversations in this in the past. Actually, to make that, I don't, I, I don't understand that, so I'll make that another. And in order to make it another, and I, I, I need to sort of put it, put it away in sort of the not quite the bad box, but in the I don't need to understand that it's not important box, rather than actually sort of racism per se and that's that that circles back to this my thinking in terms of you know there was no community development there was no community engagement I think if my parents had been going along to um, a local community hall and been taking part in some Eid festival or Diwali or were at an Easter celebration where where all community members were there I think that could have been very different Mm. For them, and I think that would have naturally one broadened their horizons and their and their perspective in a beneficial way, and also helped them on a personal level 
from a sort of tolerance perspective. Mm. I think that's a real key point, that fear of the unknown mm-hmm. and that, you know, I don't understand it. So, oh, it's a bit scary. It's not what I, it's not, the, it's not, you know, it's not what I'm comfortable with. It's different. Mm-hmm. Then that's, you know, maybe that comes back to the we're all same but different. So you kind of, there's something essence, you know, we're all human. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, if it's not what, you know, if it's, yeah, beyond the realms of what I'm comfortable with, what I know, what I see in my everyday life, there's a sense of, oh, that's a bit scary. Yeah. Um, and then you've got bringing in something else you talked about, choice. It's actually then I have a choice. I have a choice to be afraid of it and to put it in that box and treat, you know, see it as scary. Or my choice is, oh, that's interesting. I wonder i wonder yeah what is yeah Um, Yeah. so you could approach it with different mindsets perhaps yeah and then that goes back to the curiosity so you know if i if i go to my neighbor and ask some questions and take some baking round and you know yeah those sorts of things then and 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 that would be the same in any community you know you can you can you can make anyone the other yeah um yeah, I wonder if that's you know going back to that childlike you know the, the you know you you know got this image of you out playing and talking rabbits with people and seeing you know gate crashing churches, um, but you know there is something about that childlike curiosity where you don't think about the questions you ask necessarily. If there's a question in your head that you're curious about, you ask it. If something different, yeah, it's received and you know that there's something less almost less judgmental maybe about that childlike curiosity yeah that mm-hmm. we sort of seem to inherit as we or, or or get from somewhere as we grow older yeah yeah and I, I and I and I wonder whether that is part of the fact that we we start to understand that some bits of the, some bits of the world may be more scary than others and we decide we decide on our range of scariness yeah tolerate and some some because some because of our experiences might be very narrow and some might be oh well actually that's scary i'm going to run towards that at high speed um <laughs> uh you know we might uh, monroe bagging might be a bit of an analogy to that uh so yeah i just i just think the whole thing the whole thing is really is really interesting and i think it does have an impact on how we how we treat one another, which to me is what is what it, it, it distills down to, you know, how we care for one another, the responsibilities we take for looking after one another, whether that's literally the children playing out in the street or the people we come into contact on a day-to-day basis. Mm, definitely. And, and, you know, I think, um, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm thinking, right, which bit do I, which, which spark or... Um, thread am I going to follow now because there's so many things that have, that have jumped into my head just through this conversation as there always is um you know I've got this I've got this picture I suppose in my head around you know um that, that group of children playing outside that you've just you've just mentioned and you know that where where are those places for us grown-ups that's quite that, I don't know where that question's come from but I suppose it has and and, there, and maybe a bit more of a um try an insight into my thinking but you know you've talked about your parents and you know not having that community support and not having that place to go and you know and also thinking about you know we are we are all shaped by those influences and our parents are such a massive influence and our close family because yeah. that's what we know as we grow up and yeah. you know that naturally some of those things will those fears that you talked about will naturally get passed on um because that's that's our environment so almost like 
you know, I'm thinking, well, where, where are my places that I can just go in the garden, you know, go and chat to my neighbor, you know, a friend, find somebody and talk, talk to them about a rabbit or, you know, you know, where are those places for us as adults? And, you know, perhaps, perhaps that's what, you know, that, that you know, we could find those playgrounds and go yeah. and yeah. mix. And maybe we need to make them if, if, they're, if they're not already there. And I wonder if that, you know, I suppose referencing the campfires, because that's where we've kind of connected through some yeah. of those things. And I wonder if those are, that's maybe been a bit of that space. Mm-hmm. Because I've definitely, you know, one of the things that I'm definitely taking from this last 12 months is almost my world feels broader and wider because yeah. of the conversations and the people that I have met through that, which feels quite relevant for some of this conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would completely agree. And I, and I feel through that I've connected with people that I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to meet naturally well it was unlikely I would have been able to meet naturally and also connected with people who I feel naturally connected with Mm. you know part of that wider community wider group Mm. and yeah and I'm drawn back to your same but different and we're all humans but actually all of our experiences are really different all of our you know, some people are logging in from different parts of the world. And so, you know, there are, there's a huge amount that's different. And yet we're connected through conversation and a willingness to listen and not be afraid. Or maybe if we are afraid, still, as you said, running headlong towards it and kind of going, oh, it's okay, because somebody will catch me. Yeah, yeah. And actually, my experience is up to date, leaning into something that's been a bit scary, have not have been okay. And I think that, again, goes back to the, if you've not experienced that, curiosity around why do I feel uncomfortable about this what is it that's causing this and gone gone to the other side of that even on a small level then it then you then you just stay then you stay where you are whereas if you start to do that then you become a little bit braver and I think that's that's then an opportunity to really see one another with with an open mind and with that compassion and curiosity and you know how have some as I'm listening to you talk I'm thinking you know how have some of these reflections um either have you made them have you you know what's caused you to kind of sit there and kind of go okay right I'm making sense of some of these things um so that's one part of the question okay and I suppose the other then is how are these now how are you bringing these to life or how are they influencing what you do on a daily basis be that personally or professionally or yeah, yeah. So I think I think the first question has just been time, mm-hmm. and it's been you know the mud settling, were, and you know getting older and going through life and having children and children growing up and and I think I think having children is like a trigger for that process of okay, well, how are we going to show up for our children? How are we going to be there as parents? What opportunities do we want to give them? Um, and you know what what sort of, what was important in my life as a child was that oh, on reflection was the breadth of experiences and the different experiences and you know my parents didn't have any money we weren't going away on exotic holidays and things like that now we had we had the means to do a little bit of that but we would do things with the girls when they were little that gave them experiences of different cultures people places wherever we could um so that certainly had had an influence to that but I think in terms of the reflection yeah it's just I mean as it, I mean I, I'm a I'm a regular meditator so 
literally sit, sitting uh, is, is part of that. And I think that's that's come with time. Um, I think in terms of how that impacts what I do now, one of the threads that's run through certainly the last sort of 20 years is working in a, as, as a direct volunteer and also on boards of organisations that support young people who've not had the same advantages of others. So I've done quite a lot of mentoring, befriending, coaching, all, all been packaged in different ways um, and then moved into organisations where I was on, I have been on boards and, and, and chair, chair a board just now of an organisation that essentially is designed to give young people who don't don't fit into the education system um, and are unlikely to have positive destinations through that normal education system and giving them trained, training in things like hospitality and food and uh, employability skills and things like that. So that that's been a thread in different guises, <clears throat> excuse me, over the last over the last 20 years. And I think that's part of that's definitely part of that. And I was thinking again a little bit more before this conversation. I think that's me becoming, I'm now becoming the village. Um, and also I'm re we've just opened a community shop. So I'm, I'm co-chair of an organisation that's just opened a community shop. And that is very much about, you know, you said about the spaces where we can have these conversations. That's about creating that space. I mean, COVID context means we can't do everything we want to do just now. But even though we've only been open four weeks, conversations that people have come in and had with volunteers and, you know, the, the exchanges on Facebook and social media, it's like, oh, yeah, this is really interesting. This is starting to grow organically in a really positive way. So those, those are a couple of examples anyway. And I love, you know, what you've just talked about is things that, you know, a sense that it's voluntary. It's things that you're doing so it's it's really part of your you know it's part of your everyday life almost in terms of that okay these are these are things because often we people talk about values and those kind of things and I think you know I I regularly experience particularly organizations and maybe people say oh, I really value this but you're going okay well where do I see it in action and yeah. I get the sense from just this brief conversation that you know the things that have that maybe have always been important to you but have become more evidently important in recent years are now informing the things that you do and and how you you know the, the things that you get involved with as well which feels mm -hmm. that feels really important and meaningful yeah absolutely and I, and I think that and that also soaks into from a professional perspective in that ultimately I believe happy people do good work you know and and, and my I have big focus in what I do professionally around emotional intelligence and and giving people a chance um and so that that's that's where that soaks in there from a professional point of view so it's all it, it, it's all the same it's just manifests itself in a slightly different way depending on the context mm, and it, yeah there feels like you know as we maybe as we come to sort of towards the end of this this conversation I think there's a few strands for me that I'm picking through and I'll I'll come back to you and I'll offer you the the final word as ever um and I think for me what I'm hearing you know I think i it's given me different meaning and I'm thinking about that it takes a village to raise a child in a very different way and you know I think the things that I'll take forward that have sprung to mind are you know the influence of our worlds and the size of that world the relative size of that world and those experiences has a big impact on who we are and how we see the world in a lot of cases 
And that challenge of, you know, as a child, there's something natural and curious and fun and playful about exploring different worlds. Um, and we need to keep hold of that as adults. And I think the question I suppose I'm really leaving with, particularly maybe thinking about some of the things that you've just talked about in terms of the work you do, is for young people who don't have that family, either that family influence or, you know, that secure secure base, secure attachment when they're growing up, yeah. actually how how detrimental that is in a whole host of ways and the importance of education and support and those other places of providing the opportunity that you talked about really early on in terms of you know experiencing what that support looks like or you know finding ways of of exploring a world um because you know not everyone is fortunate enough to have that secure yeah base as a as a young child and um so yeah those are the things maybe I'm going to be taking forward to to ponder throughout the rest of the day and the week um so yeah just yeah as 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 I usually do just you know coming back to you and saying you know what would you you know what are your maybe reflections either on this conversation or um and you can leave us with something it doesn't even have to be connected to the conversation it can be something totally off a tangent if that's where your mind has gone (laughs) no I mean I think I I picked up really on what what you've just said and I absolutely agree that if the village isn't there then we should do something to create it um, and that involves all the things that you've talked about, you know, formal education, social social support, volunteer support, all that sort of thing. Because actually, if we do and we raise our children and we raise one another to be compassionate, caring and tolerant human beings, then I believe the world will be a much better place. Mm. And that sounds like a very much a world that I would like to be part of. So thank you, Michelle, for your time. It's been a pleasure. You're very welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My thanks again to my guest, Michelle Heron, and also to you for listening. Until the next time, take care.